Good morning, everyone. Happy New Year. Today is Tuesday, January 5th, and we are back live with our Facebook Live uh, Bible studies and with our uh, Grace Abides podcast. We are grateful for you, each and every one of you who are making this a part of your day, those who are joining us live and those who are listening later. Thank you for doing that. Hope you had a, a wonderful Christmas holiday and hope you had a, a very happy New Year celebration. And uh, I think we can all join together in saying we are ready for a new year. Goodbye, 2020. Goodbye, 2020. Welcome, 2021. So uh, on Sunday, I gave a sermon, my first sermon of the year, talked about the importance of truth and grace. Jesus, uh, John chapter 1 says, Jesus was full of truth and grace. And how we, as the people who are called to be the presence of Christ in the world, need to be people of truth and grace, and how truth and grace go together, right? How it's important to speak the truth, but it's also important to proclaim grace in all that we do and all that we say. So I gave that sermon afterwards, someone came up to me and said, how do you show grace? I thought, well, that's a really good question. I probably should have touched on that in the sermon. Uh, I'm sure I wouldn't have had time to touch on all of it, though, so today... Uh, Today's class is seven ways, seven ways to show grace, seven ways to show grace to others. And it's not, this is not just a class for Christians. If you want to be somebody that other people like to be around, here are seven ways to do that. Seven ways to be someone that other people want to be around. This isn't just showing grace for the sake of Christianity. I mean, but it's showing grace for the sake of relationships, to be people that others want to be around, right? This is seven ways to be a nice and good person and somebody that others want to be around. So that's what we're going to start off 2021 with. Seven ways to show grace. Okay, so jumping right in. Seven ways to show grace. Seven ways to be a nice person. Seven ways to let others know that you are kind, right? We as Christians would say, do this for the sake of Jesus, but you can do this just for the sake of, just for the sake of having good relationships. Number one, number one, the easiest way, the easiest answer, I think the one that, how do you show grace to someone? I think the easiest way is to say, well, you forgive, right? You forgive someone. If you forgive someone, you show them grace, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the easy way. I would say most Christians, com- the, the, mo- the most common way that people would say that they understand God's grace is through forgiveness, right? God has forgiven me through grace. Uh, saved by grace through faith, right? And all the- so uh, Jesus says, Matthew 6, 14 to 15, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So forgiveness, easy. I mean, it's an easy answer, right? How do you show grace to somebody? Do we forgive them? Doing it is actually difficult, right? Forgiving people isn't as easy as saying, but uh, but I think it's important that we look at do this in two ways. When someone asks for forgiveness, forgive them. And when someone doesn't ask for forgiveness, forgive them. Because forgiveness is not just about me letting them off the hook, right? It's about me letting go of pain, uh, me letting go of anger, me letting go of the things inside of me, that are the baggage that I carry around. And so we forgive when they ask and we forgive when they don't ask. A lot of people have angered us, have hurt us, and they're not, they're not living anymore. We can still forgive them 
so that we can let go, right? And and I'd say we got one A and one B, right? Uh, is know when to ask for forgiveness for yourself. Know when you have made a mistake. Be willing to admit it to others. Be willing to be humble enough to say to someone else, I am sorry that I did that. I realize that I made a mistake. And if I hurt you, I'm very sorry. Please forgive me. They're saying I'm sorry. And then they're saying, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Understanding that you are giving them power in doing that. Please forgive me. I am giving you the power in the relationship, the power of reconciliation. Be willing to admit when you make a mistake and then ask for forgiveness. I think those are that's a, an important thing that we're missing out on in society today is admitting when we were wrong and asking for forgiveness. So forgive and ask for forgiveness. Okay, number two, kind of going back to the sermon on uh, Sunday. Tell the truth. Tell the truth in love. In love. Those are the two most important words in the whole thing. In love. Ephesians 4.15, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. So let's just parse this out for a minute. Speaking the truth, we can, I'm, most of us probably say, I know how to speak the truth. I know how to tell people you know, when they're wrong. I know how to tell people. I know how to speak the truth, but it's speaking the truth in love. It shows that we're, that we're growing when we're able to do it in love, that we're growing uh, in every respect to be more like Jesus when we're able to do it in love. And how do we do that in love? Well, we speak kindly. We speak kindly. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. When we speak harshly, we stir up anger. There's no grace in speaking harshly. There's no grace in speaking harshly. So if you can't say it in love, you have to ask yourself, does it really need to be said? Does it really need to be said? And if you can't say it kindly, wait until you can. Wait until you can. Come back later and try again when you're ready to say it kindly. Because we're not always ready to say things kindly, right? We get angry and we say things loudly and we say things harshly, but that's there's I mean there's no grace in that, right? And so come back later when you can say it kindly. Harsh word stirs up anger, but a soft answer turns away wrath. So speak the truth, but do it in love. Okay, number three, look for ways to help. Look for ways to help others. How do you show grace to others? You help others, right? You look for ways to help. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people we're going to encounter, it's hard to find ways to help them, right? A lot, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not one who really asks for help that often, right? And, and I don't have a lot of needs, and so it's hard to find some time ways to help. So if we can't find a way to help, we can do a simple act of kindness. You, could do, you can do a kindness for anybody, Right? A kindness isn't doing some, giving somebody that, something that they need. It might be doing something for someone that they it just lets them know you were thinking about them. Sending them a card is an act of kindness. And as people, you know, I didn't wake up today and think, man, I really need a card in the mail today. But, but if I were to get one from someone, it would be, I, you know, it would warm my heart. 
let me know someone else was thinking about me. So simple acts of kindness. Romans 12, verse 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. So do all that we can just to let, just to do an act of kindness. That is one way of showing grace to somebody. Just a small gift or, or a card or just to let somebody know that you're thinking about them. Number four. This is probably Caroline's favorite. My daughter who loves Frozen the movie. Let it go. Let it go. You do not need to participate in every argument. You can disagree with someone and not tell them. You can. You can ignore things that don't concern you. You do not need to let everybody know every time something uh, bothers you, but it doesn't concern you. The reality is sometimes people are going to be rude. Sometimes people are going to have, we'll call them confusing opinions, confusing it. Wait a second. How can you, how can you think that? Do you really believe that? Right? What we all, I mean, we all go through this where we, you know, we know someone we, or we, th- we think we know someone and then they have an opinion. We're like, you don't really think that, do you? We're all going to know people who have what we'll call confusing opinions. And the easiest way to deal with it is to let it go. Let it go. Proverbs 20 verse 3 says, every fool will be quarreling. Part of life, part of being a mature human being is figuring out what is worth quarreling over and what isn't. What is worth having a disagreement over, an argument, a conflict over, and what isn't? What can we just let go? Let it go. There's so, I mean, there, there are certain things we need to have discussions about, you know, be honest with each other about and speak the truth in love. But there's other stuff we can just let go. There's other stuff we don't have to argue about. We can disagree with people and not tell them. We don't need to participate in every argument. And we can ignore things that don't concern us. I th- There's a lot of things going on that don't concern me. And you know what? I don't pay much. At- I try my best not to pay much attention to them. Now, I mean, there's you stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. Yes. But, I mean, there's sometimes I just, there's, just things that, you know, we get worked up about that we don't need to. So we let it go. Okay, number five, be careful how you speak. Be careful how you express yourself. Ephesians 4 verse 29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear, that it may give grace to those who hear. Say things that build up, say things that encourage, say things that uplift, say things that strengthen people, say things that make people's lives easier, say things that give people faith. Don't say things that tear people down. Don't say things that make life more difficult for people. Don't say things that you know is going to change their mood in the wrong way. Tonight, I'm leading a Bible study on the book of Jude. Jude is one chapter long. And Jude is writing uh, to a church, to a group of people. And within that group, he says that there are people who have snuck in, who have perverted the grace of God, 
who seek to cause division. Well, how do you know who these people are? Jude one sixteen. These people are grumblers and fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves and flatter others for their own advantage. They are grumblers and fault finders. They are complainers and they look to bring people down. They try and find fault in everything for the sake of dividing people. They look to find the mistakes in everything. They look to find the faults in everything and they love to point them out and they love to complain. There is no grace in complaining for the sake of complaining. And there's very little grace in sharing unsolicited opinions. Typically, when we're sharing unsolicited opinions, we are finding faults in places and letting others know about the faults that we have found, right? If you must share an opinion, an unsolicited opinion, if you must complain about something, one of the things that I learned a long time ago is it's always good to start with some positives. Say some good things. Say some things like, hey, you know, the way you did this was really good, but... I just need to say that, Nick, your hair got cut a little too short, right? I mean, whatever you need to do. I say that because if you're watching us live, I got a haircut and it got cut kind of short. But, um, you know, start with positives. So let people know that that there are things about them or things about a situation or things about a program or things that, that they've done well. And then if you have to share an, a negative opinion an unsolicited opinion, uh, then you, you know, it's easier to do that. Number six, gratitude. Gratitude. Grace says, thank you. I mean, think about it. When we sit down at the table to eat, we say grace, right? We say grace. And what do we say when we're saying grace? We are saying, thank you, Lord, for your blessings, right? Grace and gratitude go together. Grace and gratitude go together. So, uh, Say thank you often and let people know how much you appreciate them. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks to people. Let them know. Let them know that you appreciate them. Let them know that you appreciate their efforts, what they're doing, or just that you're just, I'm just, if you just were to say, I'm just really glad you're here. I mean, I'm, I'm, that, that's gratitude, right? I am grateful for your presence in my life. It's not so much of what people have done. It's just, I'm just grateful for our relationship. Gratitude. All right. Seven, the final, the final thing, the final way to show grace, take an interest in others, learn about other people, ask them questions, listen, and care. Listen and care. The easiest way to show grace, the easiest way, the one that we can all do is listen. Just listen. I posted on our uh, Abiding Grace Facebook page on Sunday after the sermon, how, in what ways do you show grace to others? And uh, Sue said, well, I, I listen. So uh, last night, watched a movie with my wife and daughter, uh, recommended by uh, Patty, who's joining us live. Watched the movie Soul, a uh, Disney movie. And uh, I'm not going to give away the ending or give away any part of the movie, but how it, it was interesting that um, in it, the, uh, the, the main character finally, halfway through the movie, understood the power of listening, the power of asking others questions and, and actually listening to what they have to say. It's like, well, 
I never knew these things about you. Like I said, well, you never asked before. We are so often consumed with our own lives that we don't ask others questions and we don't listen to their answers. See, the thing about listening is listening takes patience. First Corinthians 13 tells us that love is patient and it takes patience. It means setting aside all of your concerns. Listening, listening is essentially saying to someone, everything on my to-do list can wait because you are what's important right now. Everything else can wait. My life can wait. My life can be put on hold for you because you are an important part of my life. And, and so I'm going to set aside my concerns and all the things I'm worried about and all the things I have to do. I'm setting that all aside right now to be fully present with you. To be fully present with you. So listening takes patience, and, and, but it shows grace. And sometimes, sometimes, people, sometimes people need a lot of patience. And so it's good for us to, give, to be patient with people and to, uh, uh, to give them the benefit of the doubt at times and to just, just let them know that, you know, through, through the midst of, of whatever it is that they're going through, we will be there for them. We'll, we, we will care. We will listen. We will be present uh, to the best of our ability. Uh, Philippians 2 verse 3 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Count others more significant than yourselves. Show grace. That I mean, that that is how you show grace. You say to somebody, I, I am saying right now in this moment, you are more significant than I am. So often we want to put ourselves above, above everyone else, right? My, I am the main character of my story and my story is the only story that matters. My life is the only life that matters. What I have going on is more important than what anyone else has going on. Everyone else in my story, everyone else in the world, they're just, they're just, uh, what is it, assisting care? What, what's the, uh, uh, not the, the, what, what's the Academy Award for the, not the, not the actress, but the supporting, the supporting actor, whatever. You know what I'm talking about, right? Everyone else is just supporting characters in our main story. But when we listen, when we take an interest, when we care about others, we say, no, you are an important part of my story. We are all in this together. This is our story. Life is the story of us, right? The story of us. So there we go. Seven ways that we can show grace to one another. Okay, so we will finish there and close with a word of prayer. Uh, Dear Lord, we thank you for the grace you have shown us and help us to share that grace with others. Uh, Help us to be your light in the darkness. Help us to be kind and help us to share your love with all whom we encounter. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, friends, so good to be with you again, and I will see you on Thursday. Uh, Take good care of yourselves and have a great week.